Chapter 45 Different Turns of the Same Phrase Klaus was still seething as he reached the car and swung open the driver's side door. You'd better let me drive, Herman called out from a handful of steps behind him. Why, Klaus barked. Do you not remember when I asked you if you had ever followed someone, Herman replied. Klaus answered with a loud sigh, and he stormed around the car toward the other side. As he passed Herman, he dropped the keys into his hand without saying a word or even looking at him. The silence continued after they entered the car. They stared at the square for many minutes without saying a word. This was finally broken when Klaus, with his anger barely concealed, uttered, We'll be doing a lot of waiting tonight, I suppose. Your supposition is right, Herman uttered back. Detective work can be very boring, and this is as dull as it gets. How do you pass the time, Klaus asked. We can talk if you'd like, Herman answered. About what, Klaus asked next. Anything you want, Herman told him. For instance, I don't know, you could tell me what you've been doing since that little blow-up of ours. Well, I guess it wasn't so little. You don't care, grumbled Klaus with his eyes lowered a bit. You're wrong, Herman insisted after turning from his former friend. I've often wondered what happened to you. Anna, too, wondered. She told me so more than once. I never graduated from Charles, Klaus remarked. Neither did I, Herman remarked back. What was your excuse, questioned Klaus. Anna got pregnant unexpectedly, Herman explained. The funny thing is that everyone thought that this was why we had moved the wedding up. Perhaps that's why no one came. But she actually got pregnant just after we got married. And I had to take a job with the police. It was the only thing I was qualified to do. You have a child, Klaus uttered. He was stillborn, Herman stated. I'm sorry, Klaus murmured. Me too, Herman murmured back. I was planning to return to school afterward, just like we were planning to have more children and just like I was planning to finally take Anna to bled like I had promised her. But none of this ever happened. It's amazing all the things you put off while telling yourself that there will always be time to do them. What about you? Me, mumbled Klaus. What was your excuse for leaving Charles, Herman asked. I didn't exactly leave, Klaus revealed. I was asked to leave. There's a reason why I don't drink anything harder than milk. And, Herman went on. And what, Klaus groaned. What have you been doing the past twenty years, Herman inquired. That's a good question, Klaus answered. You don't know, commented Herman. There are flashes of memory, Klaus maintained. But I can't tell which are real and which have been distorted. There were years in which I'm not sure that I was ever fully sober. I only became so when I awoke one morning in a jail near Dresden. It was sometime in early 1936, I think. It was cold outside. I remember that. 
I also remember being told by a local party leader when he visited me in my cell that I was single-handedly diluting the strength of the great and magnificent Aryan race, and that I could either cease this on my own, or the Reich would do it for me. So they gave you a choice similar to the one you gave me, Herman noted. I chose similarly as well, Klaus noted back. But how did you end up in the SS, asked Herman. I needed a job just like you did, Klaus argued. When they found out about my military background, they were all too willing to offer me a position in the army. One thing led to another, and then another after that. Once you start rolling down a hill, you'll likely keep rolling. But why the SS, Herman demanded. Why not the SS, Klaus demanded back. Why shouldn't I be more respected and better paid than all those who commit the same atrocities? It was an easy choice. Easy, Herman gasped. It was easy to become a monster. Surprisingly so, Klaus growled. All you need to become a monster, as you put it, is for someone to tell you that you are above the rules of right and wrong, and for them to pat you on the back after breaking them, while telling you each time how good a job you're doing. With proper affirmation, we are capable of anything. Even braining a defenseless woman with the butt of a rifle, Herman pointed out, and dragging her body down the sidewalk like she was garbage. Yes, even killing Anna, Klaus asserted. You know about her, Herman uttered. I read everything about you, Klaus explained, including what had happened to her. You can bet that the man who killed her felt that he was doing the right thing, that he was doing a good thing. And don't think it's just Nazis and Germans that can become like him. It could happen to anyone, even to you. No, Herman insisted while shaking his head over and over. You think so now, Klaus countered. But just wait until you've committed your first murder. Wait till you see how meaningless it is and how there are no repercussions for it and no remorse. Wait till you realize that life and death are just different states of the same rotting and that truth and lies are just different turns of the same phrase. You see, Herman... Your Hebrews got it all wrong. Truth doesn't come from death. It doesn't come from anything at all. Speaking of lies, Herman replied, that V's in your jacket pocket, it doesn't exist, does it? Klaus didn't reply back, but this was the only reply Herman needed. So he grinned and said, It's all right. I guessed the truth from the moment you made me the offer but I was certain of it when you told me that I needed to keep quiet about this case. If you wanted me quiet then, you'd surely want me quiet always. So why'd you ask, Klaus snarled. Maybe I wanted to hear you turn the phrase, Herman snarled back. Listen to you talking so righteously, Klaus bellowed, with his old hatreds of Herman overwhelming him, like you're so much better than me. Were you truthful with me? How long were you seeing Anna behind my back? The difference is that I wasn't trying to hurt you, Herman cried out, nor was I being indifferent toward your feelings. It was the exact opposite. You stabbed me in the back, Klaus snapped. 
like the black-hearted Jew you are. You never loved Anna, Herman insisted with a shake of his head. How would you know, Klaus hollered. Because I know who you loved, Herman hollered back. We both know. What are you trying to say, Klaus howled, after grabbing Herman by the lapels of his jacket. You know exactly what I'm trying to say, Herman howled back, with even more anger than Klaus. For the third time that night, he felt rage, and like Klaus, he could no longer hold it back, nor did he care where it would lead him, even if it meant complicity in his death. You never kissed Anna or held her hand, he went on, or even tried to do these things. You were just using her, like you're using Gertrude, because you can't accept what you are. Shaking with wrath, Klaus threw Herman against the driver's door, and with tears in his eyes he yelled, I could kill you right now. It'd be so easy. I wouldn't even need a pat on the back or a good word afterward. So do it, Herman yelled back. I'm not stopping you. Do it. Instead, Klaus released Herman and he grumbled. You only want me to kill you because you're too cowardly to do it yourself. These words caused Herman to lower his eyes while wondering if what Klaus had just said was true. He wondered, too, if the promise he had made to Anna not to give up was nothing more than a way to mask his fear of dying. Anna, Klaus continued, she at least had the courage to control her fate, instead of living in fear of it. Suddenly, Herman started falling apart as he recalled Anna's actions at the train station and the lack of his own. This led him to silently and tearlessly weep, not just for her, but for himself as well. Look at you, added Klaus, with a sneer that let loose more than twenty years of built-up contempt. Just look at you, the hero of Verdun, nothing more than a sniveling coward. Anna would be ashamed of you. She'd be ashamed of you. Just as suddenly as Herman fell apart, he roared. He roared both inside and out, and releasing a fury not just from that day, but from years of days like it, he turned to Klaus and punched him as hard as he could in the face knocking him backward against the passenger door. You can take anything you want from me, Klaus, he screamed as he grabbed the man by the collar. Anything you want, including my life. But I won't let you take my memories of her. I won't. Klaus tried to fling his own punch in reaction to this, but Herman blocked it, and he started pounding Klaus's face with a flurry of punches which sent Klaus's cap to the floor and blood down his face. Though not even the latter could diminish Herman's anger. If anything, it drove him wilder. Blinded by his hate, he hit Klaus everywhere at once, causing the man to tumble about in his seat. Like outside the El Dorado Club in Berlin, Klaus could have easily defended himself and stopped the onslaught. At least that's what Herman always thought. But like then, he was likely enjoying it too much. I think he wanted Herman to keep pummeling him. He wanted him to finish the job that the two men on Kant Street were unable to complete. He wanted Herman to destroy not only him, but everything about himself he hated. But just as love isn't always reciprocated, self-destruction isn't always realized. 
Suddenly, Herman stopped his punching when he heard an engine start. This shifted his eyes forward, and he saw Colonel Reno's Mercedes backing out of its spot. So are you going to shoot me or are we going to follow Riedel, Herman demanded, while watching the Mercedes leave. Klaus didn't answer. He just sat by the door looking dazed, with blood dripping onto his pristine black uniform. What do you want me to do, Herman called out, as the colonel's car drove off. Klaus thought about this. He thought about it for many seconds before muttering, follow him. Herman did. He started the car and backed it up before speeding forward. Though as he eyed the Mercedes up ahead, he noticed that Klaus was reaching inside his jacket. Slowly he reached. He reached for a handkerchief 